some wine, sir? I never drink wine. The entire episode. Oh. You're goddamn right, you are Michael Grimm. Hi, welcome to Laser Time. Oh, really? It's all that noise. Yes, uh, this is uh, Laser Time, the internet's fifth leading pop culture show, falling down the ranks. Man, why do we even in October? Try? I know. Why do we even try? I'll tell you what we did try. What's that, Chris? This is uh, the last of our October Halloween episodes. What we were going to try and do is find a local San Francisco paranormal, uh, an expert on ghosts, and we did our research and. Those people look genuinely scary. They're a bunch of weirdos, and they don't answer emails. They, their <laughs> websites are years old, cover vast conspiracies that might or might not exist. Seem some people seem to attribute personal harm to ghosts, and mm. it's like I don't. We don't do a morning radio show here. I'm not sure I'm comfortable with like needing to turn on a crazy person. Yeah, and make, make them the. That was what we were supposed to do. Also, but I, Howard Stern doesn't do the, his show in his house. Neither do <laughs> yes, exactly. Anthony. I got us an alternative. You know what celebrity is in town? What? Uh, that weird guy with the uh, goatee Danny from Glover? the Cat Whisperer. What? Oh, Jackson Galaxy. Jackson Galaxy, yeah. He's in uh, uh-huh. in town for some sort of cat fair. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to hit him up, see if we can get him on the show. Really? We're going to talk about black cat superstitions. Why, Why do I know? <laughs> I reached out to Cameron Esposito. Nice. Talk is about spooky lesbians. Yeah, <laughs> spooky lesbians. <laughs> So we, don't have, we haven't had cable in years, but that, that my cat from hell is one of those shows where when you randomly end up and you're like, I have to watch this. Mm-hmm. And the, oh God, the last one I saw, it was like, we're watching it, and like, you just assume people know something about owning a cat, right? Like, and cats don't eat broccoli. Well, it was like this 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 guy, and he's like, yeah, our cat just keeps scratching. Me. It's not how he, not his accent, but just kept scratching me, and I. I don't understand. It's like, well, can you take some video of the cat so I can get a sense? Before I head out there, I want to like get some, you know, some intel on the cat mm-hmm. so I can, you know, I can at least give you some t- pointers as I, you know, make my way over to whatever state you're in. And he sends the video, and he's like, "Yeah, look, look." I mean, the cat, the cat's like waving his, ta- wagging his tail. Cat's really into it. <laughs> seems super happy. He's showing his like, and it's like, yeah, cats do that when they're pissed. Like yeah. cats don't wag their tails because they're happy to see you. They wag their tails because they're like, like trying to. I'm like, hungry. Clean out my shit box. They're, they're trying to look like intimidating by flipping and sw- and like blowing wind at you and like hissing. It's like, oh, look, he's really excited and jumping around, wagging the tail. Like, stop. And like you watch the video, and it's like that cat is angry as fuck. Stop bothering the cat. <laughs> And also, yeah, you hit, you hit its litter box so it can't find it, and then it poops in the shower. That's <laughs> I was house hunting a cat and was being lazy. And why does this cat keep attacking me? Because I'm not cleaning out a shit box. It's really pissed at me. <laughs> it, I, this has been laser time. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't have our paranormal show, but we are still doing this semi spooky Halloween story with an article I was working on. I oh. did one of those paranormal tours my first trip to. Did you? Yeah. Charlie and I did one last year. This is this is the internet's fourth leading pop culture show. We usually pick a topic. We went up a notch from ten minutes explore ago. Explore that we did. That that cat conversation was just. Choice. I mean, those, <laughs> the, the cat fair people are in. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this is. I was doing something about facts about Dracula's. I know we're not particular. Vampire fans, or I like fan- vampires, just fine. but I like Dracula as a consistent horror character, obviously associated with Halloween. But one of the most long-standing characters, period, in American, maybe what I'm writing might be the most recognizable character, uh, fictional character ever. Mm, Dracula, Spider-Man. Okay. maybe, <laughs> except for maybe Jesus. <laughs> oh, hey, um, I thought, oh, uh, I thought the grass Tyson over here. I thought Mickey Mouse like won that like. Yeah, but it's if you think of like I don't know if you think of like some like Eastern European Slavic person has no television, they still know Dracula. They know Mickey, they know Mickey Mouse. They, they probably know Mickey Mouse too. But if you can you imagine? All right, right. Let's, let's let's imagine an area gap. on the planet that doesn't recognize Mickey Mouse. Vampire Mickey Mouse. Vampire. That's the most recognizable character on Earth. Oh, that sounds good. I, My grim wins. Uh, uh, yeah, the uh, well also helps that Dracula is public domain and anybody. Thank can you, do Hank. Yeah. So what I, I was putting together like. Not facts about Dracula or necessarily Bela Lugosi, but weird things you might not have known about Dracula. And according to my research, which wasn't super thorough and journalistic, uh, but one of my favorite facts is that Dracula has been the star of more movies 
Then Robin Hood, Iron Man, and Jesus combined. Wow. Whoa. Combined. Pretty good. That's, that's huge. And, and again, I, I, I don't know if I can really corroborate that. But you uh, know that, that uh, Dracula is the name of the bat. And the scientist is actually... No, that's, no, Elston. No, don't confuse people. We have, we have at least one form of dedication to the audience. Um, yeah, facts about Draculas. That's what we're going to be, try- be talking about today. Fact, facts about Draculas. Fact, 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 I don't know. How, how do you guys feel about vampires? Is there a vampire you're close to or you consider near and well, dear? Well, they're beautiful. I mean, they are. <laughs> well, I play but Vampire the Masquerade all the time, the See? tabletop role-playing game. My favorite, uh, my favorite types of vampires were Nosferatu and Gangrels, which would also be the name of the wrestler vampire in WWF during the Attitude Era. The only reason you see the copyright White Wolf thing yep, all over Attitude Era stuff is because of Gangrel. They made a deal to call him Gangrel, which they That's, made up for the movie. But it's almost a good area to start. Like this is all based on an article I'm writing, but now may or not, may not publish. Cool. Uh, but <laughs> but like that uh, one search go to bed. One, how does Dracula die in Bram Stoker's Dracula, which I believe I have a year on. I just have to double check. Um, uh, well, I, I saw that. Like uh, Bart stabs him in the heart, with, or Homer stabs him in the heart with the uh, after the crotch. In that is yeah. not <laughs> that's that, crotch. Dracula is killed uh, in the original Bram Stoker novel from what is it, 1894? Mm-hmm. Nope, his throat no. is slit. Oh, really? <laughs> his throat what? is slit. So it's like I love that. How do you kill a vampire? I love the John Landis clip. Mm. Any way you fucking want to. Yeah. Vampires aren't real. <laughs> but like the, the movie and the book set up, I'm allergic to crosses and wolvesbane and garlic and uh, gay wolves. I'm very afraid. <laughs> but in the book, no, he's, he's stabbed. He goes out like a bitch. He stays stabbed. <laughs> he's stabbed. He's stabbed and then his throat is cut and poof, he disappears. Uh, also, what you might not know... There was an ofi- there is technically an official Dracula sequel. Bram Stoker posthumously had published a story called Dead and Loving It. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I do have a clip from that later on in the show though. Uh, it had a sequel called Dracula's Guest, and part of this is me being fascinated with what scared people a hundred years ago. And mm. so it's just a guy who comes to Dracula's castle, building a railroad through their house. <laughs> <laughs> He, go, he ends up lost in the woods. Wolves howl. Strange things happen. He makes it back and, dra- and sees a note that Dracula left him. Hey, man, don't go in the woods. So that is a scary story in the 1800s. Yeah, yeah. so that's and, it. Huh? And to be fair to Bram Stoker, he didn't. that was published posthumously. People argue whether it was a, a sequel or a short story, but he didn't feel Written it was worthy. Written by B. Stoker. B. Stoker. Uh, B. Stoker. I would also argue, if you haven't read it, it's really worth reading. It. Oh, Dracula? Yeah. Is the it? Bram Stoker's Dracula's good. It holds up. Mm. It's very. It's it's not too old fashioned. It's very much Victorianish. I mean, like, you have to get past using bothered. like original iPhones. But other than that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Van Helsing's like, wait a minute, what are vampires bad against? <laughs> you know, we can. Oh, fuck! I'm on the edge network. Two <laughs> G. I didn't even know that was a thing. One, two Gs. <laughs> so that that's one of the things that makes me really happy. The wor- the most. You look up Dracula and like the Wikipedia page. It's just Bela Lugosi. Yeah, it's yeah, Bela yeah. Lugosi's Dracula, and I think that's absolutely fucking great. He's he's uh, not only the iconic Dracula. We do impressions of him now as Dracula, and all we're doing is a terrible Hungarian accent. Yes, mm-hmm. yep. that is all we're doing. Yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, I like the I like Frankenstein's voice a little more. Well, I, I did want to talk about that a little bit. Jesus, I got to look at my clips now. Um, so this is this is probably is he the first Universal monster? Uh, yeah, I think so. Nineteen thirty-one, the original Dracula. We played you the theme song last week. This is probably the most famous clip. This is very old. Why? I hope you will like it. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Uh, did they record it in our downpour? <laughs> Sound was that's, talkies were pretty new. At talkies that point. were yeah, very, right. very new, and that's another thing I was writing about. And if you haven't, most of you have probably seen that. I, I know I was telling Grim about it a little while ago, but like this is right after talkies, like talkies started. Yeah, and so like all of Universal's money was kind of based on international distribution, and once you start adding talkies, you create a giant problem for yourself. It can no longer easily export this and change out title cards. Right. So this is a, a semi-common practice for large studios back in the day. Um, Todd Browning, Freaks, a great movie if you haven't seen it. It's fucking awesome. Google gobble, we accept you. Uh, he's directing <laughs> Dracula, doesn't want to. And that's that's the other behind-the-scenes story. 
nobody wanted Bela Lugosi to be in it. Nobody wanted to direct the movie. Nobody wanted anything to do with it. Um, and I wait. Uh, so I did. I, I love this clip. If you haven't, one of my favorite movies of all time, obviously, is uh, Ed Wood. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks a little bit about playing Dracula. Bela Lugosi played him in a stage version. Universal didn't want him. They wanted Lon Chaney or yep. a bigger star, and nobody wanted Lugosi. Uh, and he eventually made the role his own, and then he had some issues going on later in life. This is from. Uh, this is a clip from Ed Wood, which I love. Martin Landau won an Oscar for playing Bela Lugosi in mm-hmm. uh, 1994. It's a fucking great film. Playing Bela Lugosi, playing Dracula. Playing Bela Lugosi, playing right. Dracula. But also talking about Dracula and his, and his competitiveness with Boris Karloff. Uh, um, Mr. Lugosi, I, I know you're very busy, but um, can I have your autograph? Certainly. You know which movie of yours I love, Mr. Lugosi? The Invisible Ray. You were great as Karloff's sidekick. Karloff? Sidekick? <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Karloff does not deserve to smell my shit! That limey cocksucker can rot in hell for all I care! What happened? How dare that asshole bring up Karloff? You think it takes talent to play Frankenstein? It's all on makeup and then grunting! Bella, I agree 100%. Now, Dracula, that's a role that requires talent. Of course! God, Johnny Depp's <laughs> best role ever, Edward. And I, I love that because, like, Bela Lugosi was not a star. That's why it, he was lucky, fortunate enough to be in the production. Uh, but then turned down reprising such roles. And, like, it's awesome if you look at these... I call the Universal Monster movies. They're, like, they're the same phenomenon the Marvel movies are going through. Where there's there's this weird connected universe. They're super hot and, like, they keep making more of them. And the more they connect them, the more interesting they become. And Lugosi didn't... Wasn't super comfortable playing those parts. I should, I should explain this. Ed, so, like, Ed Wood is about, like, him befriending Bela Lugosi in his very, very terrible, like, terrible later years where he can't get well, I mean, work. It's the end of his it's life. It's the end of his life. He's yeah. a very old man, and, like, Ed Wood, this guy who, like, he's kind of acknowledging now, Bela realizes this guy is terrible at his job, but he's the only one hiring me. I gotta be friends with him, and, and he's distraught, and I love this scene so much because. They've just stolen an octopus so they can film this octopus scene that Ed Wood can max up to stock footage mm-hmm. and Bride of the Monster, and I, I love the scene. God damn, it's cold! It'll warm up once you're in it. Fuck you, you come out here! <laughs> hey, throw me that whiskey. How do you turn this on? Well, somebody misplaced the octopus motor. So when you get in there and fight with him, shake his legs around. Looks like he's killing you. Okay. You know I turned down Frankenstein. What? After I did Dracula, the studio offered me Frankenstein, and I turned it down. The part wasn't sexy enough. Too degrading for a big star like me. And it's... In, in hindsight, that role went to Boris Karloff, who did become an actual movie star. And a bigger afterwards. star than him. A much bigger star than Bela Lugosi. And he ended up playing against the character, the guy who became famous for the character he rejected and starring in Ed Wood movies, being married five times, being broke, and becoming a huge methadone and morphine addict. Due to a World War I uh, accident, his problems with his back. Mm-hmm. Uh, problems with his back. But I did. I love the story of um, Bela Lugosi is still the iconic Dracula. If Dracula's on a t-shirt, it's probably Bela Lugosi. It's the number one thing on Wikipedia for the character, period. And um, the, the, the cool factoid is that I was going into with the localization, what Universal did. Uh, and it's because it, they couldn't overdub lines. They weren't going to subtitle it. So they'd shoot Dracula, Todd Browning, on set at night, a guy whose name I don't have pulled up right now. At night, when all those actors went home, they shot the Spanish version. Mm. They, there's a different version of Dracula... On the same sets, shot at the same time, okay. only with Spanish actors, and it's the director hung out all day, like watched all the problems that shoot had, and like not going to do that, going <laughs> to do this, move the camera around, and so like the Dracula, the opening ten minutes, it's great, it's everything yeah. you think Dracula is. Everything else is a stage play and pretty unbearable and boring, and like <laughs> yeah. it's v- very stagey performances, and but not the Spanish version. The, the Dracula sucks. But the camera moves; it looks gorgeous, and it's mm. usually included now on both on both versions. Like it's a separate movie shot at right. the same time. It's so cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. This is all after Nosferatu. This is all after Nos- uh, Nosferatu. And a funny, yeah, funny thing about Nosferatu. I found this out from 
uh, Dracula, not the first for, Dracula movie. Yeah, well, it's technically not Dracula because they were avoiding copyright because Bram Stoker, Stoker's... Uh, he was dead, but his his, his, his family, family was still enforcing the copyright. Mm-hmm. So they make this thing called Nosferatu, which is basically the exact same plot as Dracula. Yeah. And they got sued. It was super popular, one of the most popular silent films of the 20s. Mm-hmm. But they were successfully sued by, by Stoker's estate. But it was too late. The judge like, well... Technically, it is illegal to show this, but everybody has copies of it now who would. No, so. well, I think that the story's a little more interesting than it, actually. Mm-hmm. Just that, like, it's adorable to think they're, you're, they're in a world. They knew they were adapting Dracula. In fact, <laughs> yeah. Nosferatu is a, just a different translation for Dracula or Vampire. And they were even trying to avoid saying Vampire. But mm-hmm. it is the story of Dracula. They didn't have the rights. And the, the Stoker's Estate won in a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And all the copies of the film were ordered to be destroyed. And they tried. Uh, and that's what that's what the term cult film comes from is like people kept these and circulated them around illegally mm-hmm. and the movie's legacy lives on based on like the cult film they call it the first cult film and mm. now there's no copyright on it either no so not at all anybody can the studio was the studio was sued out of business so mm-hmm. like there was nobody fighting for this film it was literally collectors and fans holding on to it and it's considered to be by many the first I've watched it before. I don't love it because it's it is very. Max Shrek is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you've seen that. There's a movie based on uh, the Shadow production. of the Vampire. Shadow Vampire. It's right. so good. Do you have a clip of that? I had clips of that I shared with you. One is, uh, it's, well, so Shadow of the Bad is um, a fictionalized version of it that presupposes that Max Shrek actually was a vampire and that yes. they hired they hired a vampire because Max Shrek is such a strange character. Christopher Walken. No, he was well, played he by was, Willem Dafoe. If anything, but, uh, he was—he yeah. probably would have been more typecast than Bela Lugosi ever was, because Max Shrek was literally ugly. But like, yeah, isn't that the yeah. name of the character in Batman Returns? Uh, yeah. yeah, no, it is. It, it is. is just like, it's a tribute to it is a nod. Oh, okay, I see. So, the film... Well, Dracula wouldn't say he couldn't remember. I read that book. Morno gave it to me. Well, now, this is a golden opportunity. Speaking as a vampire, what do you make of the book's technical merits? It made me sad. Why sad? Because Dracula had no servants. His point is, it's it, it leads on to something sadder, where he says that he like Dracula has been alone all this time, and mm-hmm. he should have all these servants. And instead, he's like making dinner for the guy he's going to drink his blood. It, it it seems a little like I don't know, too down to earth for Dracula. Kind of pitiable. Yeah. You know? Did you guys hear why Max Shrek stopped taking acting roles? Hold on, let me get my comedy button up. Mm -hmm. He was just, he used ogre, you know? Shadow of the Vampire is a... Like, man. I couldn't not laugh. I'm sorry. Like a Bart style, like... (sighs) Shadow of the Vampire is a fun film. It'd be a better public speaker. (laughs) Same with that. uh, Did you see the Nosferatu... Anybody here seen the Nosferatu film that uh, Werner Herzog made in the 70s? Didn't. It it is also very slow and very boring. It's called Nosferatu the Vampire. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting in in that uh, it is one of three Dracula movies released in 1979. Wow. It is one of three that is uh, uh, Warner Herzog, who's awesome. Which I won't watch this movie, though. Um, it's a great Genesis game. Is <laughs> uh, Herzog Wing? What is it? Herzog's Vi. Vi. Uh, um, it might be a, it a It's great music. Werner the Herzog? <laughs> <laughs> Got to go fast. <laughs> My God. Um, uh. There is that. There's a <laughs> vampire comedy starring Dracula, and also a direct remake, which is I asked Michael for Dracula facts a couple weeks ago. Drac facts, <laughs> and he just sent back. Uh, yeah, you should mention that Frank Langella uh, played Dracula, became famous for playing Dracula, went on to play Skeletor Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> and so and Skeletor Nixon's a great Twitter. Skeletor handle. Nixon. That's oh, a very famous interview. Played Skeletor <laughs> Nixon. <laughs> Oh, so here's here's another Watergate. <laughs> no. you, I assume you've all seen the gif of him walking through the mirror and then punching. Yes, of Jesus course, yes. Right. of okay. course. Okay. Uh, Just check. If the president does it, it's not illegal. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's it's funny you guys should mention politics and that because I also heard this fact recently that apparently in when Democrats are in charge, vampire movies are more popular, and when Republicans are in charge. Uh, zombies are more popular Ooh. because it's like the the responses that like the people when Democrats are in charge like Jimmy Carter was mm-hmm. was in charge in 79 mm-hmm. that that's when people are afraid of these fancy effete weird sex 
deviants who like suck your blood and rich dudes. Which and so when there were still vampires. hard rules on like literature, like I've heard a lot. I've read a couple things that like most vampire writing is analogous to penetration and sex because you can't write smutty stuff and have it make... Yeah, I mean, they came into popularity during the Victorian era, right? Yes, and and it is is partially... Sex is the worst thing you could possibly do! (laughs) And and so many people have said that the vampire literature was like veiled a sexy checkout store novels, like metaphors for homosexuality, two men getting very close, Mm -hmm. uh... Two men getting close, touching one another, and then becoming one and developing a relationship. It's the, sure. the only way you could write about a gay relationship. I, I don't know. Again, you can project whatever you want on them. They're old movies and old yeah, books. I think that's all fair. I think, yeah. yeah I, but I love that. I love those those theories behind it. Did um has anyone seen it's on the Criterion Vampire the nineteen thirty one? I haven't seen it either. That's no. I've only seen Stillstrom and it looks like oh this looks horrifically terrifying because it's an old German movie made by a bunch of weirdos. Well, I like how they beat Dracula slash Nosferatu in Nosferatu, which is that you. He drinks the blood until it's a, he's he's basically having sex with this girl so long that he forgets that it's morning and then dies. Like <laughs> he, he drinks her blood and she's like, "No, keep drinking my blood." Which you think like I'd say after an hour, a, vamp- a vampire's probably drank all your blood, mm-hmm. but yeah. she keeps him busy for like six hours until he forgets it's morning. And she smuggled work. a secondary IV bag in. And, <laughs> yeah. and it, yes, yeah, uh, I love that. But I just love the Nos- Nosferatu fact. The first Dracula movie is kind of a bootleg. Mm-hmm. It is it is an unofficial production. Uh, to maybe gather you guys back into it, uh, have as one of my facts, uh, Dracula is technically the star of one of the first Marvel movies. Oh yeah, the what son of Dracula? Or something it's or it's the... well. This this is I don't know. I wrote too much about it, but because um, Dracula has fought oh, Batman, Tomb of Dracula. Dracula has fought Buffy, Dracula right. has fought the Marvel, like almost all of the Marvel universe yeah. at some point. And like it comes from an interesting time. What I'm trying to see when I have this listed well, on the there was timeline. Tomb of Dracula, which was an... that, and that's and so Japan took Tomb of Dracula and made mm-hmm. two two TV movies aired once. Tomb to Dracula. Tomb that's of Dracula. One. That's the second one. Tomb yeah. Dracula, Tomb Furious. They're not great. They're not great. They're really hard to find. Marvel is barely mentioned, but it is Marvel's Dracula story. And, like, I was talking to you about that, Hank, and, like, a lot of this had, like, everybody wanted to write about Dracula. But the comic code made vampires and zombies illegal until yeah. about the 70s. Well, because in the 50s, uh, EC Comics especially EC made, Comics. made EC horror films, <laughs> horror comics too popular and that it frightened the nation and they basically out they created a comic code that they all agreed upon which basically killed EC or made everything EC comics it turned it was made good EC at. become mad magazine it yeah. had to become not a comic but a magazine where it could get away with well cuz everything else they did in comics was like well you can't have the bad guy can't win mm-hmm. yeah you can't have references to zombies vampires werewolves mm-hmm. any of this stuff uh, and and it it was the the Comics Code Authority still existed mm-hmm. into I think it is officially dead now. Nobody it uses it anymore. Yeah, yeah. But but it existed uh, into the two thousands. Mm-hmm. But in the early I believe it was I mean, the early seventies. Yeah, if you're they, a comic reader and you're over twenty five, you've seen the Comic Code logo. I have a T shirt on. And there's I love a that there's a bunch of speculation that like vampires and Dracula's popularity in general got the Comic Code to relax. They introduced Morbius. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 over, the overweight vampire. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually looking at the cover right now of the Amazing Spider-Man. Where Morbius is bitch slapping the six-armed version of Spider-Man. Look, well, it's that's... a complicated time. <laughs> yeah. uh, is, that, is that 101? Or... That's 101 because yes. in 100, Spider-Man, uh, uh, Peter Parker thought uh, uh, he had lost his spider powers and admits to everybody that he's Spider-Man. Turns out that he actually had a cold and uh, that somehow that turned off his spider powers. Then he takes the thing that he thinks will give him his spider powers again, but it gives him four more arms. <laughs> thus creating eight appendages. Can and you believe there are 600 more issues of this comic? <laughs> and then he met Michael Morbius, who had just transformed into a vampire. Just filmed Bowling for Columbine. <laughs> As he's putting Good. up tape around Dracula Manor. Uh, a, there was Morbius. Home City, Flint, Michigan. Mor- Morbius, and in the cartoon, he drank plasma. Plasma. Yeah. Well, they, they plasma. talk about, like... Like Morbius, and I think that it's kind of debunked. But Morbius being testing the waters because Marvel wants to introduce Dracula. Dracula super popular and public domain, mm-hmm. uh, but there's a vampire rule, an anti-vampire rule. So Morbius is half vampire, mm-hmm. uh, and he's he does a living vampire. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, and he doesn't. He doesn't have to abide by all the rules, and that turns out to be 
kind of popular. They don't get sued. And then, boom, Whole Hog, 1972, Tomb of Dracula, a comic series that spans mm-hmm. 70 issues and runs for uh, almost 10 years. That's where we get Blade as well. That's where you get Blade Vampire? Blade, like, Blade is, like, in a pre-Iron Man universe, is one of the first modern Marvel movies. Well, that's where you get Son of Satan as well. You mm-hmm. get du- Ghost Rider. You get yeah. all these. The early 70s were where they created... They saw Moon they Knight? saw what was popular then. They saw black exploitation was big and all these new horror films, and they brought them in. Marvel is nothing if not you know recognizing what's popular and integrating in their stuff. That's what they always do. Just yeah, like yeah. their SJW stuff right now, yeah. right? <laughs> if, you, if you think Marvel is selling out now, like they sold out all the time. They always <laughs> sold out. And they did they, they, the movie. There's a two movies made for TV in 1980. Mm. Technically. Uh, respectable animes, kind of boring. Yeah. But uh, yeah, before Black Widow ever got her movies, Dracula got two. It Thanks, was, Marvel. It was weird that Marvel made all the, <laughs> they made those deals with like it. Well, it was Toei that Toei. did the Spider-Man uh, kaiju show mm-hmm. as well. But oh, Sentai show, sorry, not kaiju. Totally different guy. Also, every time you were saying that Morbius' guy's name, I was just thinking Hannibal versus Morpheus Rep from Eric Andre's show. <laughs> and I, I found this. Dave, was, Dave wanted me to mention Monster Squad because Dracula has a very funny appearance in typical 80s fashion. He uses the word bitch a lot. Even though, <laughs> Scary and, Terry. Yeah, and uh, he, I do like... So I'm, look, I'm looking that up trying to find this clip, and I find something even better. This is barely related to Dracula. There oh, was Lord. a Monster Squad TV show in 1976. What? It's... You, you My name's I work as night watchman here at Fred's Wax Museum to put myself through criminology college. It used to be very lonely until recently when I plugged in my crime computer. Suddenly, oscillating vibrations brought to life three legendary monsters. Oh, this computer Dracula. is like seven counterparts. Wow. The werewolf. Just one. And Frankenstein. Creatures oh, hated boy. and feared this for centuries a... now determined to make up for their past misbehaving by fighting crime wherever they find it. Uh... Together... We're the Monster Squad. <laughs> there was a shot of a bat flying in front of the moon that was worse than the tin pan UFO from the Edward like movie. A 19th, I, I'm like dying to seek this out now. It's 13 it episodes so... did not run that long. The guy who the guy voicing that was originally elected, like a, uh, subsequently was elected to Congress. Uh, he's a congressman. I, I congressman why. Frankenstein. What do you think about? I love uh, anything that is a natural miracle has occurred. Yeah, and, <laughs> and we're going to have them fight crime. Yes, and it's like, well, of course, does anyone want to? Does anyone want to study how uh, this werewolf one exists at all, <laughs> and two came back <laughs> through computers? <laughs> no, good. I mean they should just get it a beat. Well, computers like, in the seventies could do anything. We need more but, feet on the streets. Well, it's, it's just odd. They, this existed for so long, and it, it even took Universal a long time to, to cross the monsters over one together. And the most famous mm-hmm. example is Abbott and Costello. <laughs> I, I love yeah. that it's, it, Dana Gould made the joke way better than me. But like all the titles, like. Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. So, they might not fight. Right? Yeah, they might going to talk. They, they so <laughs> had lunch like ten. Uh, oh, that was actually about ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, a little over. Uh, we we end up at Walmart every Sunday because mm-hmm. what else you do in the Midwest? It's the only thing that's open. I remember. So we would end up in Walmart, and we would, there would always be like the the five dollar VHS. Now it's DVD. I, I can't even call them bins because they're more like ball pits. <laughs> like they're huge, you could lose I, a person in them, Devin. and they're like budget DVD or Blu-ray right, pits. That, people be filming VHS. that on their phones are comprised ninety percent of Vine nowadays. <laughs> and it's like uh, VHS, and mm-hmm. one of them was Dracula versus Frankenstein. Yes, and we're like, uh, Toho, we should, movie, we should right? probably get this. I don't know. It's not Toho because it's like it's super weird. Yeah, and it's like super abrupt, and like the the VO makes no sense. And it was like we watched it and. The story goes nowhere, but yeah. it's one of those things where, like, I bet the whole movie's on YouTube because it was—it yep. seemed so lost and forgotten. The company that made it is probably long, oh, long yeah. gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same place we like, and then right next to that was like the Fleischer Superman cartoon. Yeah, yeah. And also five dollars for all of them. Yeah. It's like, oh, right. yeah. We have the bright idea of like grabbing those and just doing commentary over them, putting on YouTube, <laughs> just just because like I. I want to watch those. They're tough watches alone. Yeah, and they, you know they don't overstay their welcome. They're like yeah. five minutes long. And just, oh no, not, I'm just talking about like even Frankenstein versus Dracula, oh, that, like that yeah. kind of movie. Because yeah, the poster's awesome. It's just mm-hmm. them like in like a complete aggressive embrace. Yeah. Well, with all those versus movies as a kid, that's what pissed me off. That they wouldn't give you what you'd waited for. At least once they. Once they finally started making versus movies for our generation, like Freddy versus Jason, yeah. you at least got like you know what? Freddy is fighting Jason for at least twenty percent of this film. But that's and, I, I love that's how long that's how long it, it had been going on at that point. The '30s introduced mm-hmm. Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman, Invisible Man, and about twenty years later, like 
they're just associated with one another to the point where like you can create a show like fucking Monster Squad where they fight crime. Well, because like in the fifties, they were just being aired all the time on TV. And the right? only analog I can really think of is like in the eighties, we grew up with like Arnold and Stallone, yeah. mm-hmm. and it took. 30 years to get the Expendables. They are the modern day... Well, it took 30 years of waning star power exactly. to agree to make Because, yeah, Universal is still trying, like, we want to do solo Dracula movie. I'm like, maybe relax a little bit. I don't know how much cachet that has, and anybody can do it, so unless your take is super brilliant, yeah. um, maybe you want to focus on... I, I love the idea, because Universal is still locked into a Marvel-style universe. They still are threatening to make interconnected they monster movies. They want to do it, but they can't figure it out, man. Well, they who's can't. the guy? There's a guy there to figure it out. The fuck, what's his nuts? The, one of the guys who, uh, the team who wrote Star Trek and the new Spider-Man. Oh, the, yeah, Rob whatever, 9-11. Is he the one <laughs> what? that's... One of them thinks he's a not, is. Is a 9-11, like, is, steel beams can't... Melt. Really? Like, ah. dude, yeah, Rob... Rob Orky? That's, Orsi? Maybe, yeah. Or, yeah, that, that's one they of those They broke guys. up. Those two guys broke up. They they were tired of making uh, films much worse than they should have been, at, like Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, and <laughs> now they're doing it separately. But, yeah. Uh, it was, okay, well, to me, what's super interesting in the 70s was mm-hmm. there were the Hammer films. The Which Hammer are films terrible. Dracula. Yeah. They're the hardest ones to watch. But they, I mean, Christopher Lee is an amazing Dracula. Yeah, Christopher Lee but, is an amazing guy. Yeah, yes, but, but in the seventies, in I general, think. that's there was this huge new thing of monsters. Yeah. Like they all love monsters, Dracula in particular. Not just from the Hammer Films Dracula stuff, but also there were a bunch of American exploitation films. Mm-hmm. There was there were lesbian vampire films mm-hmm. like Daughter of Dracula, which it, you got to deal with all the fun sex stuff. And there's also Blackula. Oh, who Blackula! Was, uh, the for the crossover of black exploitation and uh, and Dracula stuff and so Blackula quick version is that he he was an African prince who was trying to stop slavery in the in the in the 1800s mm-hmm. and Dracula was having none of that and so Ooh, white supremacist Dracula, Dracula beats him like kills him and turns him into a vampire and he pronounces him you shall be Blackula Black Black Tonight at Black night. Avenger. Ooh. Now, what he says after Black, what he does after they call him the Black Avenger is murder four cops. Yeah, like he's just killing, and that's him in his other trailer. In the second, in the sequel, he also in the trailer for that is killing like eight white honky. He's got two movies. Yeah, so. The name is Blackula. Scream, Blackula, scream. <laughs> The bloodiest legend of our time. Dude, I would <laughs> so, totally watch all of these. So yeah, they, they make the first Blackula movie. It actually follows a similar path mm-hmm. of other Dracula films where Blackula wakes up, but in modern day L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he then becomes a regular dude, and he's drinking people's blood, uh, but he's a daywalker, apparently. Mm-hmm. But then he finds a woman who looks just like his lost love of the 1800s, and he just wants to drink her blood, man. But people won't let him, and so then he dies. Well, the man says, "I need a piece of paper to do that." <laughs> uh, so then he dies at the end of Blackula, but it's so popular he is then resurrected in Scream, Blackula Scream, which is the only sequel. That's the benefit of being a vampire with melanin is that you get to be a vampire. I never thought. Uh, and they, and uh, of course, Blade, the his, basis for the Wesley Willis song. His co-star is the <laughs> only woman who could match the powerful screen presence of Blackula, and that's Pam Greer of Coffee. Oh, nice, uh, Miss Jackie Brown. How about this? Let's go to break real fast, and when we come back, we're going to dispense some more fun Dracula facts. Stay tuned, everybody. Hello, guys. Hi. Hey, thank you for closing out Spooktober. We never did put a name on this month long of Laser Time Halloween related things. But yeah, Dracula's not exclusive to Halloween. He says nothing about Halloween in the movies. You can enjoy this anytime, and I hope you are. Uh, I'm a little tired and drunk. It's late here. Uh, the guys were all over here 
watching uh, the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Oh, and just what little shout-out to Wes. Him and Dave had a bet between the Mets and the Cubs, and Dave somehow won, and Wes shipped us pizza as part of the bet. It was great. Uh, but we watched Hell in a Cell. There'll be a cheap podcast up very soon. That I can assure you. And also this week on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Network, we, we stream games every week. Jesus, that came out awkward. No, we stream games every week, and uh, we'll be streaming WWE 2K16. You don't have to be into wrestling, because we generally do something a little fun with it. And as you know, Dave and Hank are very experienced. Check it out over there. We have a shit show on Wednesday at uh, 3 p.m., and we also have a Nintendo stream on Thursday at 3 p.m., and you can check all those out archived at youtube.com slash network. And obviously, I wanted to thank Patreon subs. Uh, if you're a Patreon member, that's patreon.com slash lasertime. Every Monday, we do a Monday night movie. That's where we stream a movie live, and you get to chime in with us, and we comment back and forth. And this week was the community poll. And what did you guys vote for? Oh, my God, thank you, Beetlejuice. We'll be watching Beetlejuice. Uh, if you're, you should like our Facebook because uh, one, I'm going to put something, a bunch of special stuff up this week uh, on Laser Time, on Laser Time's Facebook. But I put up the Beetlejuice cartoon intro because I was so excited about it from last week's show, and it's kind of done the craziest Facebook likery of anything we've ever done. So if you're not a member over there, we're going to be putting some some fun stuff over on our Facebook exclusively there. So check that out, and I apologize in advance. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, my brain is all racked. I spent all last week writing this. Uh, guide to Aladdin's Genie Impressions. It's on lasertimepodcast.com. We also got the top seven, uh, what is it, TV shows based on scary movies. We'll have a bunch of Spooktober stuff for you. We're blowing out the week with a little bit of scary stuff. You know we do it up fun. Head over to lasertimepodcast.com. Listen to VG Empire, VG Game Apocalypse. You know all this by now. It is two in the morning. I'm going to cut. Um, that's it. Break over. Players of Time, second segment. This is no dream. This is Dracula, the original terrifying story of a maniac and a man who lived after death, lived on human blood, <gasps> took the form of a vampire bat, and lured innocent girls to a fate truly worse than death. Living forever? <laughs> Dracula. Yes, I love... Uh, it, I don't know, I still have a lot of love for that movie. Man, it's been a while since I watched it, and it is... Which one's that? Dracula, the, the oh, 1931 Dracula. Uh, like it's 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 tough. But I, I one of the cool facts I dug up. What's up, Grimsley? I was just gonna say real quick. Um, little sort of relationship tip for you guys out there. Mm-hmm. If you ever really want to like get your girl going, definitely come at her like Bella Lugosi with like your hands in front of yourself <laughs> with your mouth open. Do you remember like Bella Lugosi <laughs> gives works. a speech in, via Ed Wood about why women like Dracula? You want to make out with your girl? Bring her to Dracula. <laughs> the blood. Women understand the blood. Something <laughs> about childbirth. And like, ah, right, Bella, relax. <laughs> relax. Uh, yes, but one of the coolest factoids I stumbled upon, the, orig- uh, the original Dracula's 1931 oldest surviving cast member is in a 2015 movie. What? Wow. And how do you get to do that? Well, one... Be a five-year-old and be, he is now a hologram. Be the producer's, uh, be the producer's daughter. Carl, Carl LeMay presents Dracula. Or uh-huh. LeMay, maybe I'm mispronouncing that, but he's the son of the originator of Universal Studios. He puts his daughter into the movie. She has the first lines in the Dracula movie. She's in the stagecoach. Mm. And had, she also uh, lived to be 104. Wow. And I have written there, that's mm. almost four Kurt Cobains. Hey. <laughs> wow. She lived to be 104. She is dead. Uh, she died last year, but she's in a movie that has not been released stick. that is Everybody scheduled for December. Wow. She, she is in a movie that comes out called The Extra. Uh, I don't recognize anybody in it, but John Saxon. Uh, I don't recommend it. Yeah, it that doesn't. Guy's she plays <laughs> parkour dancer number four. <laughs> <according to IMDb. laughs> That's funny because Maureen O'Hara just died. No, she so, plays. Yeah, uh, Rapping Grant Orgy Grant. Is that one of your favorite? Rapping Genji. <laughs> Rapping Genji. Yeah, Mike, Mike, as an Irishman, you must have seen yes. The Quiet Man before, correct? I have, yes. Oh, so good. Maureen O'Hara is so awesome in that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Um, no, I forgot where I was going. She just this. died. So Dracula and Van Helsing is a mess. 
Yeah. Well, who, do, what you, is, do you mean the uh, Hugh Jackman film? Hugh Jackman. And that was Universal's yeah. attempt to make a branching sure. monster movie, superhero yeah. movie. And like that movie is dumb. But it, <laughs> it, I was angry at the time because it opens with like a really cool Mr. Hyde opening scene. And I'm like, oh man, this movie is sick as hell. I, I'm so down. Uh-huh. And then the next scene after he takes out Mr. Hyde is like this super earnest like yelling at the sky no like and I'm like oh, oh, oh and then boy. the next scene is Dracula and he is a fucking weirdo <laughs> and just like not imposing and then of course turns into some weird monster at the end like they all do now uh-huh. but him in it is just like you're like oh he's really chewing up the scenery and you think the scene should be over and yeah. it should cut and then like he's just like looking at the camera with this smirk and you're like cut <laughs> <laughs> somebody fucking cut and then this like rose comes like from off screen, and he just like smells the rose, and then puts it in his mouth, and is like, "Whoa!" and starts dancing, and I'm like, "What the fuck? What is this?" So we're gonna watch Van Helsing. Yeah, I cannot be, wait because I've never weird. seen it, and I remember being angry at it at the time yeah. because I loved the X Men movies; they were the only right, Marvel movies yeah. out. And both Hugh Jackman and Halle Berry are like in interviews, like I'm done with that. Yeah. I'm moving on to bigger things in my career, and they both go on to play shitty superheroes yeah. and yeah. shitty X Men knockoff movies, and then come back, and then come back for X Men. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. God. But I didn't know that was going to happen at the time. I thought they were getting a little too. Uh, big and for and the that's bridges. the thing, though, is like the accents are all over the place in mm-hmm. Van Helsing. But I, I have a feeling the movie is actually pretty fun. See, the mm-hmm. thing is that I think it got so played out to the Count Dracula, the fancy, mm-hmm. sure. the fancy pants with his feet closed and yeah. his mm-hmm. white skin and his Dracula medal. You know, everybody. Right. Iron Cross. It became. It got old for people. They they wanted to see a monster dra- uh, Dracula. That's what was. It's a byproduct of being like public domain too. Is you get thrown in so much trash that yeah. it's just and like it yeah. devalues the character. And you don't have to have any. There's no people aren't familiar enough with the, the canonical basis of Dracula and Frankenstein. You can kind of do whatever you want with them, and it mm-hmm. turns both horror movie fans off, and it. Uh, turns off modern movie goers by it's being like the first thing you think of is his iconic stuff, but then it's immediately the Abbott and Costello yes. shit and all this like Z tier garbage that was shat out I mean, for decades. For me, like, like I don't know where we're going with this conversation, mm-hmm. but for me, Dracula means like my first reaction. What Castlevania? Yeah, and right. so one of the facts I gathered for that is specific to Castlevania, because I remember playing like as a little kid getting Konami crazy carts. Uh, it's, which Dracula. is the Mario Kart ripoff from Konami, yeah. <laughs> and like, oh why, fuck, why, why? I can't recognize half these characters. I hope Simon Belmont's here. He's not. It's Dracula, but the, just the short fact I have, Dracula has been in more Castlevania games than any Belmont. Well, he's yeah, basically in all, most most in, um, most of them. Yeah, to, he, to he, all he's, of he's them. the one consistent, but he's like, you know, he's not the star, and, he's, and sometimes he's not even the villain. Well, except what? except in the case of the defunct series. Uh-huh. Uh, Circle of the Shadow Jesus. of the... <laughs> oh, no, wait. I remember it was a confusing like plural in that time. It was Castlevania Shadows of... Orgy of Excelsior. Empire. Damn it. Yes, <laughs> none of them are correct. <laughs> Lords of Shadow. Lords of Shadow. I See, sometimes I'd write it. Lord of Shadows. Lords, Lords of, of Shadow. Shadow. But, but, you uh, steal men's blue shells and make them your own. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the same could be said of all religions. But, but the idea of like... <laughs> In Castlevania One, uh, like it's it, the the imagery is very much well. One, the box art to the the beautiful barbarian right. pa- painting of that goofy Dracula with the sharp teeth. Yeah, but like in the game, he looks very Belagosi mm-hmm. style, like yeah. Ooh, Black Dracula. But then starting with the second one, Castlevania Two, Simon's Quest. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you finally reassemble his body parts, which is such a horrific thing to do, yeah. in the like, game for kids, and that game is really fucking scary. As for a kid, because um, it felt like the day-night cycle really got across. Horrible night. But it was like, this is a creepy, weird thing. And every other game is like happy. It's like Mega Man, Mario, Zelda, mm-hmm. it's blue skies, it's happy. And Castlevania was the one. Black, like, black skies. This is scary and weird. Mm-hmm. And then you put Dracula's guts together and he comes out and it's this crazy looking, shroud, shrouded, like floating demon looking thing. Mm-hmm. And then as the games go on, they just dig more and more. And it's like, it's less Dracula as in like, whoa, and mm-hmm. more like, he's the Prince of Darkness and yeah, has yeah. like, basically like, you know he's tied back to the Belmont family, and then they kind of go into that with Lament of Innocence and the Vampire well, Killer uh, Whip and all that shit. But, but they but, really start building on the whole legacy of like they took Dracula and actually made him yeah. their Dracula, which was kind of well. Yeah. That's when you think I like the movie Interview with a Vampire a lot uh, yeah, uh, for, for their treatment of vampires because yeah. when you think of Dracula as a vampire, it's all based on the year that book was published mm-hmm. and the time it's trying to depict. So if Dracula had lived for hundreds of years. And he's in this time, he would be a modern count. And an interview with a vampire is like, well, Brad Pitt's around, but he doesn't 
he's not the flamboyant caped guy. He's just a guy with like hundreds of years worth of knowledge yeah. and cursed with immortality. Yeah, um, they're just kind of depressed. Though. Yeah, yeah. And as Castle, I love by get to by the time you get to Symphony Night, like you know, Dracula's just a styling bro. He's just and he's. Yeah. I don't want to. I, I don't want to hear any of your shit. You're just I a guy. Him. Like I know I way mean, more than you. That's kind of the modern take on the vampire. Yeah. Right? Just sort of this laconic curse to live forever. Mm-hmm. Not well, afraid of the whole like homosexual. I don't know. Twilight has its own. That's modern vampire. That's Lestat's well, yeah. really like actually 80s it's yeah, so 80s that's Anne Rice like it's so long ago that Anne Rice has since become like a crazy mega Catholic and has turned her back on that, that vampire that but. is I, I like one of the first times I flew back from San Francisco and I rented a car mm-hmm. and it's like 6 in the morning and there's no radio stations by the Jacksonville airport and I had to listen to an interview <laughs> with Anne Rice who is now a reformed Christian and um, that's fine I'm not yeah. bashing Christianity but what she did is he's like yeah Originally, I hated what I did with those vampires, bringing those evil thoughts and uh, situ scenarios in a children's head, and I hate that I did that. So, but instead, what I try to do with this book is make Lestat follow my own Christianity. So, I have not followed Anne Rice's no, book, yeah. but she is allowed. She like her born again status has bled into the interview with the vampire books, I, and Lestat yeah. is a Christian. But so the the interview with the vampire, the movie is mm-hmm. so great to watch because I like it because Tom Cruise is gay. We all know this, like, but. He tries to hide it so much and acting so mm-hmm. tough and stuff. But here he is in this movie. Yeah. And they basically told him, like, get as queer as you want. And he's, <laughs> he's so good at it. Like, yeah. he, he, no, he vamps it up so well. Hey. Uh, that's one of my favorite hey, bits hey, at the, hey. the very oh, end. So the interview with the vampire is about Christian Slater interviewing <laughs> yes. Brad Pitt's character the entire time. Then at the very end. In that apartment uh, upstairs from the comedy club. I know. Right down the road. Titular line. Titular line. But so then at the very end, Lestat shows up and he's like. He basically I can't says, "Believe I'm gonna do an interview with a vampire." <laughs> Le- Lestat shows up to be interviewed by Christian Slater too, and he basically says, "Like Brad Pitt's sad and boring. I'm fun. Let me tell you what really happened." And and that's why I love. And they even had that great around the same time. John Travolta hosted SNL, mm-hmm. and he did this great sketch about he's Dracula, and everybody thinks he's, he's gay, and he's like, oh, "But I'm, I'm not, not gay. gay. I'm a vampire." Like, uh, <laughs> and then I remember that Which sketch. That sketch ends, and he's like, "Yes," gay. and he's like, "Fuck you! I'm leaving." Poof turns into a bat, and it's just Kevin Nealon. Oh, he's turning into a bat. Oh no, there's a big gayer bat coming. <laughs> oh, that bat's really giving it to the count. And, <laughs> and it, that is that is also the season if you if you that know about SNL. Yeah, Janine Garofalo thing. listed like every sketch ended with gay rape. Every Jesus single Christ. every single joke. Yeah. And, and they they are right. They were the only sketches I liked from that season. They all end with gay rape. Uh, <laughs> uh, drag, any other Dracula games? Elston? Uh, Kid Dracula. No. Kid, well, that's a, that's a Castlevania yeah. thing. Uh, no, I mean, Castlevania, I think, just took the, like, they owned Dracula so hard that it was, mm-hmm. anytime he showed up in another game, you're like, shut up. Totally. Well, as, it is, as Hank mentioned, Vampire the Masquerade is also a but fantastic it, And neither of those are the first Dracula video game. Um, I have a video on YouTube.com slash Laser Time Network. Dracula on the Tandy, we all know. It's the, it's the 2600, it's lame as shit, but I did, but the footage is hilarious. The Sinclair Dracula. It is, it is a little Dracula walking around as a side scroller, killing people because there's no video game code of honor at the moment. Uh, and at Racing the Sun, but an Atari 2600 graphics. It's in a video I made called the Top 5 Least Scary Games Based on Scary Movies. Because he's a square with the letter D on it. He's, Dude, he's five squares. Uh, there's a game that's... I can't actually think of the name of it, but there is a Dracula game I played as a kid on PC mm-hmm. where you play as like Van Helsing and it's like an adventure game, but it mm-hmm. is like you are a D that goes around like an ASCII dungeon and stuff and uh, you know Dracula is just like a V so it's like oh my god it's Dracula it's Dracula like the Bobcat so well you know we talked about that competition between Lugosi and mm-hmm. Karloff mm-hmm. that bled into again no pun intended mm-hmm. that that bled into serial commercials too yeah. because so in the 70s when monsters were so big then came the monster serials mm-hmm. which began with just which uh, sounds count, like a Mr. Show skit. Count Cho- point, like, it does. And then does. the serial wars began. <laughs> but it started with Count Chocula and Frankenstein. Castle. That's the right one. Well, Don't be scared. I'm the super sweet monster with the super sweet new serial, Count Chocula. Bethel. Here's the super sweet new serial, Frankenstein. But I've got chocolate sweeties <laughs> for monstrous chocolate flavor. Well, I've got berry flavored sweeties for monstrous strawberry flavor. Count Chocula. Frankenstein. Also, it keeps saying vitamin chocolate. Frankenstein. Count Chocula. They, they still have the balls to present. I, 
this being Halloween, every night I'm kind of getting high and watching horror movies, mm-hmm. and I was shopping for food in Target, and like, yeah, I can munch in some Count Chocula. Mm-hmm. But I've also recently switched over to being a vegetarian, and if you want the perfect recipe for diarrhea, uh, <laughs> Count Chocula it. and salad yeah. uh, for three days in a row, like, you want explosive diarrhea. <laughs> I never, it's everywhere! Even as a kid, <laughs> I, I like... shit on my shirt! <laughs> I like the advertisements for Count Chocula, but the first time I had it, I was like, ugh, this sucks. It was not... I was always a booberry. I hated that. I hated Have all you tried it. it as an adult? Yeah. It is disgusting. Yeah, it wasn't... Because what is it... What's the flavor supposed to Blueberry's be? Blueberry's blueberry. I would also petition we change every reference of Count Chocula to Bernzo's. <laughs> <laughs> well, but anyway, that was. Suppose this looks a bit like. <laughs> in com- that commercial, Chocula was totally a Lugosi voice, mm-hmm. and Frankenstein was very much a Boris Karloff voice, and, and they were facing off against each other. You don't have to watch Dracula, and you don't have to be a fan of vampires. I just want you to walk away knowing that Bella Lugosi's performance of Dracula is so iconic to this day, you think you're doing a Dracula impression, you're just doing Lugosi, and it <laughs> happens every fucking day. That's so cool. Yeah. I, it's it, uh, it, it's funny. I looked at uh, their history of commercials. For the first decade or so, their commercials were just Chocula says, "You should eat my cereal," mm-hmm. and then another monster shows up, says, "No mine," and then another Blueberry, no mine. who's just Peter Lloyd. Yes, you must <laughs> eat my cereal. <laughs> and then Fruit Brood, fruit who's brood. nobody. Like he just says Fruit Brood. But but when <laughs> I always bring that up when I was being introduced to comics, like it was at the same time they were introducing Yummy Mummy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the he fruit replaced Fruit Brood. <laughs> he. Re- you remember that? Like, no. but like every comic I had had a uh, yummy, yummy mummy. Uh, I recall those. Ad yeah. in the in the magazine. I didn't know fruit brew till you guys told me. About That's it. before our time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but they, they these all sound British to me. But <laughs> I, I, <laughs> um, yeah, they re-released fruit brew about two years ago, very briefly, and yummy mummy. Guess what? They taste exactly the same, and they're all both awful. And you oh, should eat them, <laughs> Chris. So there goes our sponsorship. Thanks uh, a lot. Buddy. Brought to you by Fruit Brute and Diarrhea. God <laughs> <laughs> oh, and fresh salad and Count Dracula. Well, I, I accidentally shot this one up, uh, but this is enduring legacy of Dracula parodies in our life. Home for many centuries to a dreadful dynasty of so vicious vampire ducks, the Counts of. I want the song. Foul beings can be destroyed by escape through the heart or exposure to sunlight. This does not suffice, however, for they may be brought back to life by means of a secret rite that can be performed once a century. Yo, this builder, man. Swing blood. The latest reincarnation did not run according to plan. Give me a song. Oh. In the heart of Transylvania, in the vampire hall of fame, yeah, there's I'm sorry for it. It feels so self-indulgent to bring up Count Dracula yet again, but I love him so much. I love Dracula. Who is the director of Dracula? Um, Todd Browning. Hmm. The I'm trying to remember because uh, what what joke are you searching? No, for there's here? a castle the, the Castlevania NES thing like the composer and like the credits are all like goofy names yeah and like the composer is credited as James Banana <laughs> nice. because it's a, a riff on somebody's name from Dracula I th- I, I'm I'm kind of mixing it up but like uh. it's James B something and then I'm sure in Japanese mm. they're like uh, James Banana uh, so, but, okay but Dracula is a spinoff of Danger Mouse <laughs> he had appeared True. on which is coming back to Netflix yeah but he <laughs> appeared on Danger Mouse <laughs> though he was totally just I'm a vampire duck but when they did the spinoff they're like eh, that's boring just to make him a vampire duck so yeah. they then did this mix up that he's been reborn by Igor and Nanny and he's into, he wants to be a vegetarian and be a big movie star and also I didn't realize this as a kid watching it but the actor on the show it is a British production but it is a British actor doing an American accent for the voice of Ducky oh. and I wonder if that's because like Americans love their fame and being vegetarians <laughs> or what I don't know what com- comment it's making on American society Chris I would say too we would be remiss in not uh, playing a clip of uh, Keanu Reeves from uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula oh, what you want to put on in Fright Lords you have the ball well, I've never seen it I've never seen it it's a long movie and people will fall asleep and I, I, I'm writing about like all the ways Dracula famously dies because again the rules how do you kill a Dracula mm-hmm. yeah Right now. Oh, well. You sue the company that made the movie. Well, as, 
As uh, Duckula just showed us, stake through the heart, expose her to sunlight, hates fire, garlic. Fire and decapitation work both well in the world of Dr- Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah, and, uh, and in the original movie, they point out, is that Dracula? Yes, he can turn into wolves. He, he's allergic to wolf's bane, garlic, all that stuff. Crossing waters hard and for Bram Stoker's Dracula, yeah. how does Dracula die? Decapitation. Chop his head off. Decapitation. That's how he dies. But, oh man, Keanu's, Keanu Reeves' accent in Bram Stoker's Dracula. It is truly a piece of cinematical. And I've, I, I think we've all come around on Keanu Reeves. He's a cool he's, dude. He's a great guy. And he makes he's great choices. Guy. And John Wick is one of the best movies that came out last year. And please see that if Very you haven't. True. But this accent is at his Lost most Keanu. Lost his mind, poor chap. I want you to take over for this foreign client, this uh, rather eccentric Count Dracula. He's buying up property around London. Of course, sir. I'll attend to the Count. Thank you for your confidence. This is a great opportunity for you, Harker. But you'll have to leave uh, Transylvania immediately. Opportunities such as this come but once in a lifetime. Yes, of course, sir. If I may inquire, what in fact happened to Mr. Renfield in Transylvania? Seen many strange things already. Bloody wolves chasing me through some blue inferno. You, just, you can almost see Oof. This is totally bogus, Dracula. <laughs> you can't expect this kind of thing. I think Man. Is, so in Coppola, Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula's movie, I, I think it it's an amazing film that he, like a production. Yeah, it's, it's a an amazing great production. production. Wonderful mat work. Too. And also it was a big deal that it got as sexual as it does. Like it mm-hmm. brought the sexual subtext to the forefront. Like there's just... Naked ladies all over the place, and sex is. Uh, Dracula's just a dude you want to bone in the in the film. He's not just. It's not. He's not sucking your blood. He's also sucking your blood and boning you. Nice. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were gonna say sucking something. And he just kind of bleeds a lot or something. I don't know. Huh. It's it's a strange movie. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm conflicted about watching. I can't wait to see how it plays. Plays to our crowd because we're all there to watch kind of a bad movie, and it's mm. it's some of it is masterful, some of it is really embarrassing. Mm. Uh, so it's probably just going to be interesting. Gary Oldman does a good job. Uh, old man, old man, <laughs> the old man. His haircut looks so queer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess on a more modern tip, they did a uh, double feature last year at the Castro mm-hmm. for uh, a girl walks home alone at night, which is amazing. If you guys what have not that? seen that, it's a black and white. Um, Vampire movie from the Middle East, mm-hmm. and it is super good. It's about like this guy who dresses up as Dracula and goes to like a Halloween party and runs into this girl, and she's like this sort of like you know hipstery girl in like her early twenties, and she's a vampire, and it's beautifully shot. It's really cool, and it's like he sort of lives in like this vaguely post-apocalyptic like town and stuff, mm-hmm. and then Only Lovers Left Alive was the second. Oh, I need to which, see that. If you guys have not yeah. seen that, that those are two fantastic vampire movies really? that came out What's like the last, last one years. called. Uh, Only Lovers Left Alive. The Jim, Jim Jarmusch. Jim Jarmusch right. with uh, oh, Tom Middleston and... Uh, Has, can't remember the woman. Has anybody seen uh, What We Do in the Shadows? No, I heard I really that's want I really want to see that, but I... God, I, I hate... Oh, I, I love movies so much, and I see that movie. It's coming out. Not in my town. Mm-hmm. I'll wait for it to hit him. I'm like literally waiting to stream that movie for free instead of just <laughs> fucking buying it. A movie I'm looking forward to from the guy, Flight of the Concords guys about... An immortal roommates, basically. Yes, yeah, yeah. People who have been roommates for 400 years. Tilda Swinton. A film, uh, of yes. course, Tilda Swinton. You know, that was... Uh, that kind of reminds me of <laughs> the X-Files uh, vampire episode. Is one of my favorite oh, ever How, how did they deal with vampires? Such a good one. Well, it was basically Rashomon was the episode, too. Except it was Mulder tells this, his rec- recollection of events, and then Scully tells her recollection yeah, of events. Yeah, and then, but depending on... It's one of the sillier episodes, so like when, when Mulder... Written by... Was it, a, was it a Vince Gilligan episode? I can't, I can't remember. remember. Mm-hmm. But I just know, like... <clears throat> yeah, when Mulder tells his side, like, who's the cop? Like the sheriff? It was Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson, like he's he's doofy and dumb and like oh, has wow, has, like, big buck teeth, <laughs> oh, big, yeah. like big buck oh, teeth. Which, wrong one. Yeah, big <laughs> buck teeth and like his Mulder's perspective, and then like when Scully retells that he's like really handsome mm-hmm. and but like yeah. it's about like cat like a chupacabra style thing that turns into vampire. Or but then I think in the first or second season there's a vampire episode where like Mulder is bit or something, mm. and it's much more of a straight vampire. Yeah, and well, then I, they don't really pursue that after. I like their comedic vampire one because That's such a great the episode. episode begins with this fat kid being chased through the woods 
and you find out it's Mulder chasing him, and then he gets on top of the kid and stabs him in the heart with a stake, and then Scully's like, what did you do? Mulder's like, well, he's a vampire. Look at his teeth. And then Scully pulls out his fake teeth to show yeah. those were sh- shitty fangs, and then Mulder just goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> that, that episode is so goddamn it, it also set up a thing I didn't know as a rule with vampires, which was they're kind of OCD. Yeah. Like the way he beats him is he throws a bunch of. Uh, he... I feel like Mulder they're cro- gets... crossing some wires because like that's an old demon thing. If you throw like grains of rice or whatever, they have to stop. Yeah, they have to get married. Them. So Mulder gets <laughs> Mulder ba- basically gets roofied by a pizza by the pizza delivery. That's <laughs> my new username, Mulder uh, roofied by. You should and, write the descriptions for Netflix. And so the the pizza delivery boy is about to drink his blood, and Mulder kills a kid and gets roofied by a pizza. Mulder's <laughs> reaching Mulder's reaching for his gun, but instead reaches for his bag of like cashews and just throws them on the floor. And the kid goes like, oh, God, man, he's picking them up one by one. Huh, that's, that's weird. That's what is it's a great episode. Fascinating yeah. to me about like about Van Helsing as a character and why I do think the move the two thousand six four four. It's a good approach because you forget that Van Helsing is the hero of the Dracula. He's Anthony Hopkins and Bram Stoker's Dracula. But the original movie, all I can think of is that he's Fox Mulder. He's like a 70-year-old Fox Mulder who's the only guy who believes in this shit. Nobody believes them, but they're aware of his existence. And when it comes time to deal with the supernatural, he's the guy you call and he helps solve everything. This one, he has like a Gatling gun that shoots arrows. Mm. Really? Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, get ready for a lot. Uh, I, I watched oh, the Brothers I'm, Grimm, so I am prepared oh, for really? uh, a uh, bad retelling. That movie fucking sucks. I, sucks I got bad. a bad torrent of it. I'm like, this is bad. I'm not. I'm loved Harry Gilliam so much. I'm oh, not yeah. gonna watch this, mm-hmm. and I've never bothered to pick it up. I haven't seen then. Zero Theorem or that Tide movie. I wanna, what are, Tide uh, the new Hansel and Gretel. Movie yes, there uh, seems like there's one new bad, uh, like crazy horror movie year with the Last Witch Hunter and whatever. The best part movies. about that Hansel and Gretel movie now is that what? we can completely laugh at it because Jeremy Renner is a dickhead. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy's kind of, yeah, he's just kind of douchey. I gotta say, like maybe Jeremy just don't say guy. words. <laughs> yeah, maybe just don't say stuff in interviews, Jeremy. Yeah. Oh, if I could also uh, re uh, or bring up a more modern mm-hmm. vampire movie, let the right one in. Yeah, that's good. Only that one, by the way. I, re- yeah. I hate that's such a cool title and to, re- to remake yeah. it two years later and called Let Me In like you're oh, yeah. you're selling out a very intriguing title that is a great title Let the Right yeah. One In and then in Japan it's called Ellie the 3000 year old girl is it really <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing um, alright that I think that concludes our vampire episode I'm out of steam <laughs> blah but uh, yes later time the count but, oh god we should count. absolutely do the count uh, Chris because doesn't care about puppets. we've been doing Dude. it the whole time yeah but Go fuck yourself. I, there's nobody I love more than the Count, and he's brought to life by the beautiful, beautiful, recently departed person, Jerry Nelson. Oh, greetings. It is I, the Count. And it's time to answer that fascinating question. What is the Sesame Street number of the day? Uh, uh, let's count the bats and find out. Ah. All right. Yeah. We know how this is going to go. Uh, yeah. See why this is so popular. It, it, it is like I remember we were working at GR, and I think it was that maybe sped up or higher pitch for some reason. Um, that's how it is on the YouTube. Yeah, he's the, he, like Jerry Nelson voices all of my favorite Muppets. You might know him as Robin, the Kermit's nephew. Not one of my favorites, but Emmett Otter and Gobo Fraggle are. And it's the same it's guy. Great. Yeah. Uh, died of what? Colon cancer, cancer. extra cancer. Whatever. Yeah, you can see him a bunch in the I Am Big Bird documentary. I've talked up uh, mm-hmm. for a while. I love that. It's right? unfortunate because of corporate sponsorship. He's now GoPro. Jesus Christ! Go- Fraggle, Fra- Fra- GoPro, Fraggle. 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 Yeah. I can see in 360 degrees, Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But so yeah, they made a, the count was one of the. He's a 70s dude, and he was actually a lot creepier when he first appeared. It but. is bizarre that they introduced a vampire to teach kids yeah. math. They, Count. It's too good of a joke, though. It is. It is. It's a really good joke, and one of my favorite jokes we did with him is that, like, we'd review things at Radar, and we made a joke on our old podcast about how people would freak out over eights. Mm-hmm. I think Lorenzo, some, I think it was Lorenzo no, and Matt. Right. Yeah, Lorenzo and um, Lori were, were they were reviewing review the Sesame Street the, game. The, was more fun to talk about and to play the Double Fine Sesame Street game. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm giving this an eight. Is this going to be a huge problem? Like, everybody seems to freak out when you give, like, an anticipated game an eight. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I have one way we can defuse this right away. Eight. Eight. Eight is great. You can hold it this way. You can hold it that way. It's still eight. Eight. 
Hate is great. So instead of like a verdict, that's all we had. It's, it's just him singing that song yeah. about how good eight is. What a triumph! Of Even on the, the radar like terminology, like seven mm-hmm. was good, mm-hmm. eight was great, mm-hmm. nine was awesome, and ten was like incredible. Or something like mm-hmm. that. You Which, can't. You can't call something awesome. someone was looking forward to and who uncanceled their pre-order by pre-ordering. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah, now now I guess that video probably wouldn't make any sense if you pull up that video or pull up that review because it's a four-star like, review now. Not probably like 16 galleries. And, well, know. yeah, it's, it's actually probably a broken page at this point. Eight <laughs> is it's, great. Eight is great. That has been Later Time. You can find out more at latertimepodcast.com. We did a whole month of semi-spooky October Ooh. runs. I think Evil Kids is one if you haven't heard that yet. That Ooh. You don't need to be in a Halloween mood to hear bad things we did as children and Ugh. pop culture's most diabolical children. Mm-hmm. Um, and scary music. We did that. That was a fun one. Yeah. yeah. I'd encourage you to go to a year ago when we did the Monster Mash episode. Playing Monster all the, Parties. Playing all the songs. Monster yeah. Parties. Damn it. it. <laughs> Just I, seeing you get irritated by that. When it, was, it is That is my actual October Halloween playlist on Pandora. Yeah. Has been for fucking years. Because then like the next day we were carving pumpkins and then like Monster like, Swim Party came on. And it, I was swimming in the it's lab. It's the same later. song. <laughs> and the, in, the, in the lyrics he's like, it's better than the mash. And I'm like, the presumptuous... It, it is, In your own lyrics, this song's way better than the other one I did. It is, werewolf bar mitzvah. Uh, werewolf bar scary. scary. I fucking love that. that and becoming best. wolves. And it, it, that is the nineteen, the mid fifties version of "I'm the Master Rapper and I'm Here to Say." Yeah. Yes. I was, I, yes. <laughs> You're gonna have a Halloween in a very scary way. Um, I'll also be putting up a very special Halloween video, sure to anger people, Ooh, on our I'm Facebook to uh, and YouTube, Facebook. Dot com. Just search Laser Time at Facebook. Oh, and this week's and Talking Simpsons is going to be horrifying. Oh, Treehouse of Horror. I love it so much. Who it knows. is so good. And if I can plug The Simpsons again, the last episode of The Simpsons before Treehouse of Horror is fucking excellent. Halloween it is really of good. is the name of it. Really good. Not a Treehouse of Horror. The Simpsons' technical first Halloween episode. They're still taking chances and taking fun risks with the show. It was a really good episode. Mm-hmm. It really was. It really was. Uh, but LazerTimePodcast.com, I should, maybe I'll have a Dracula Facts article up there. If I don't, I just wrote the definitive guide to Robin Williams' impressions in Aladdin. Yeah. And it's, I'm Check very proud out. of that. They're all Arsenio Hall. They are. Uh, <laughs> actually, that was Arsenio Hall's audience, not Arsenio Hall, because he did not do the woof. His audience did as a call you, and response. You just Frankenstein monster in that conversation. I just wanted to be accurate and fair. That's what well, I you should, seek to do, as long as we're accurate. <laughs> if you're excited for the World Series like I am. You also want to read about how Spider-Man is the biggest Mets fan around. He that checks out. It's true. And uh, also patreon.com slash laser time. That's there always you go. great. We have a community choice movie. What does it look like it's going to be? Hey. Uh, shaping up to be Freddy versus Jason or The Thing. I think those are the two. We'll probably tell you in the break which one yeah. it's going to be. But join us. Uh, Man, we I do haven't a... seen Freddy versus Jason since the theater. Yeah, it's it's probably age great. <laughs> <laughs> I would bet. like both of those characters. Yeah, nothing like a Destiny Child member calling Freddy a faggot. Like, and, and there's also Cape <laughs> Crisis, the comic book podcast I do every week, where we talk. We talked about some horror comics, and there's also Cheap Popcast, the pro wrestling podcast, which I have to imagine has stuff about Hell in the Cell, which has not happened at the time of this recording, but mm-hmm. will. You know, happen later. As hell today. in the title? That's scary. Yeah, exactly. Oh, certainly spooky. And there's a demon in the one of the ma- matches. Oh, Kane? Yeah. The demon. Oh, the demon Kane. Good. Uh, also, VG Empire is <laughs> the over, is the game music podcast we've been doing for 900 years, as long as Dracula has walked the earth. That's true. Uh, this year, Rocktober was all Mega Man music, mm-hmm. but if you go back to 2012, it was all Castlevania music. So mm-hmm. I would encourage you on the theme of this. Pokemon and Final Fantasy. Pokemon and Final Fantasy. Long time. The other two, other two Rocktobers. But uh, listen to those Castlevania ones. Yeah, go back uh, 2012. I forget the numbers. It might be in the 40s at that point uh, of episode numbers. But the only way you can kill VG Empire is by running a master tape of a Tommy Tallarico album <laughs> through the heart of it. Uh, oh, and VG Game Apocalypse, the video game podcast that was hosted by Mikkel Raparez. Mm-hmm. It uh, all this month has had spooky top fives as well, including the top five Cronenbergs. Cronenbergs. <laughs> wonderful video games. It was a great list. Rick and Morty to a turn that makes perfect sense to me now. I love it. Cronenberg's. That's it, guys. Laser time. McGurm, you got to plug anything? Pseudo bread on Twitter. Pseudo bread on Twitter. Vice principals on Tumblr. And yeah. All right, guys. We are out of here. <laughs>